Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. We come to you each and every day right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Today will be no exception to the rule. want to remind you guys that you can follow us on our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is the Open Mic Broadcast Network and our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6700. Three, six. And without any further delay, we'll jump right into today's episode. I am excited to have on the line with us on today, going into what we're hoping to be the third year of operation as head football coach of the Prairie View A&M University Panther. That is none other than Coach Eric Dooley. How you doing today, Coach? I'm doing well. Good morning to you all. Good morning, sir. And uh, thank you for uh, making yourself available. Um, although the um, the virus has been alive and thriving, I pray that you and your family are uh, out of harm's way and everything is going okay at the home front. Yes, all is well with my family, with my family and uh, loved ones and friends. Yes, sir. Now, I do understand uh, you being a Louisiana native, and we know that Louisiana has been hit extremely hard. How are your friends back in your native land? Well, you know, uh, Speaking to my my dad and my family, my brothers and sisters, uh, everyone is uh, doing pretty good right now. Uh, just uh, staying safe and trying to stay out of harm's way. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, uh, a couple of guys that I, I did have opportunity to go to school with, uh, they did uh, pass from this uh, from this virus. Uh, so I'm praying for their families and their loved ones as well. So I, I know it's a tough time, but uh, just as I always say, this too. We'll pass. Absolutely, absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, your friends, and your loved ones that uh, have um, come to a demise of this deadly virus. Um, with that, on the flip side of things, as odd as it may seem, life still moves forward, huh, Coach? When the world of athletics and the rest of the world that can't operate. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know it's a trying time for uh, all the sports. Uh, um, Addicts out here because they wanna they wanna see some sports and right now it's just uh, our our nation is uh, devastated right now so it's tough and we do understand that. Okay, with all that being said, it hasn't stopped uh, the mad scientists in the in the form of Coach Dooley to add to the fold. You have a couple of new coaches that you have. Why don't you tell us about them as we'll continue to move forward? Yeah, I'm very excited. You know, we we know we had some. Um, some boys to feel for us on uh, on my staff, so uh, I was able to uh, go and get uh, Coach Damian Nivens, uh come with a wealth of experience, uh, knowledge of game, uh, played in the same conference, uh, had opportunity to play in the, uh, on the next level in the NFL for a couple of years, and came back and and started coaching and, and had some exciting times with him. Uh, I'm excited about bringing him on and what he's going to bring to the table for our young men to uh, to get them to uh, move forward. Uh, then also, I was able to go and get uh, one of our own right here from Houston, uh, Van Singletary. Uh, he, he comes with a wealth of knowledge as well, has coached on all levels uh, thus far and been in this business for a while. And uh, 
So I, I'm extremely uh, pleased to have these guys, just not what they're going to be able to do on a football field, but just as an uh, individual, just you know, uh, a person that's going to make sure that our, our student athletes are doing the right things. And, and I, I always call it living right. Yes, sir. Living right on and off the field is essential to be successful because one day, sooner or later, your playing days will be over with and you're still going to have to be a productive individual in society. And hopefully through athletics and the mentoring that comes with it, we can help mold the mind, in your case, young men, but young men and women in the world of student athletics. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we always like to tell those guys, you, you're going to be a former athlete longer than you would be an athlete. So the mindset is that we got to make sure that we put it out self in place to be successful regardless of what, that we understand that uh, playing this sport that we all love gave us the opportunity, but now let's seize the moment and make sure we get everything out of it that it has to offer to us, and that's by getting our education and be able to go out into this world and be successful. We're talking right now with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers here at the Mike Prince Show on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Now, Coach, uh, it has been an even playing field on how Corona has stricken everyone, especially uh, right in the midst of spring football. In fact, uh, we had high hopes of March 28th, then um, um, April 4th, but now with the latest coming from Governor Abbott, um, it is a devastating blow how much does that impact the moving forward for your said program? Well, you know, you gotta you have to have a plan in place, you know, because you never know what, what's going to happen. And, and that's why we always say uh, if, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So everything that's moving forward, the things that we're doing right now with our team, you know, making sure that these guys are uh, doing their online classes, having study hall with these guys via Zoom. Uh, so we're taking advantage of the things that's been uh, given to us and, and the way that we can use it. You're talking about with the uh, with this network, with the new millennium that's taking place right now, man. It's, it's almost like you're right there with them, but you're just not face-to-face. So we, we're very much engaged, and my, my biggest concern has always been just to make sure the student-athlete mindset is okay. Now, I'm not talking about football-wise. I'm talking about being back home and knowing that this devastating time this horrific moment that's taking place that them and their families are as well, their well-being is good. So, you know, it's a lot of things that we're doing. I, I've called and I've spoken to every last one of my players just to make sure that uh, they're okay and they found this fine. And, and then also uh, I had an opportunity to meet with them through their uh, study hall group because I, I, I chime into the different groups. You know, we got some strategies that we're trying to put in place to make sure that these guys feel uh as close to normalcy as they possibly can. Yes, sir. And I know that's that's a tricky step, especially with what we're dealing with. And I would think as a coach, uh, in this case football, but any other sports, conditioning is always key. And and what are some of the tips that you're sharing with your players, if any at all, on some things they can do for isolation uh, training? It's not anything like that overall team effort, but how are you or is there even a concern for uh, how you guys are conditioned in such a time as this? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, the good thing about it, I feel that now at this time going into my third year, I have an experienced group and they know what to expect. They know what we're looking for. And uh, I have a great strength and conditioning coach that, I mean, immediately when this took place, he sent something out to all those guys I'm talking about. 
So those guys and those guys was reaching out to make sure that they had something in plan as well. So my strength coach had opportunity to give them a, a workout that they can do at home and be safe because we know we have to uh, have the distance between one another. So those guys are, are performing those things the best of their knowledge to stay as close uh, to tip-top shape as they possibly can. So uh, uh, we're moving forward, and, and we understand uh, what is at stake right now. So my biggest concern is to make sure that their, their, their health is, uh, is great. Now, Coach, you just made a point about – uh, three years into uh, your head coaching job. I got two questions. The first question is, are you on the course that you would project it yourself to be going into year number three with your program? Uh, going into year number three, I, 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 I feel real good about where we are right now. But uh, of course, I, I thought uh, didn't get off the way that I want to. I'll just be honest with you, not uh, being on. Um, just confidence. I, I expected to come in and win right away. And when I say win, I say win the championship. That's what I believe in. That's my mindset. So uh, I didn't uh, get quite to where I wanted to do the, the first year, but I uh, had a little success the second year uh, by having a winning season. But this is not quite what we're looking for. So I feel that all of, uh, the pieces are in place right now for us to definitely make a run at what we are seeking to uh to uh, have, which is a championship. Now, Coach, going into year number three, what is it that you have learned in year number three that you bring to the season that you wish you had known in year number one? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, just being a, a skilled guy myself, <laughs> I, I brought in a lot of skilled guys. Had some, uh, had some uh, guys that I call in the trenches, but I, I think I just decided uh, within uh, year two to build inside out. Uh, to get the trenches going because I, I know being within this conference, if you have some good offense and defensive linemen, uh, you can really uh, do some great things within this conference. So we just decided to uh, look back and uh, critique everything that we have done and, and uh, just uh, to be more detailed. I mean, I'm, I'm a detailed person as it is. I, I look at every and anything, but I, I think the thing that I learned right now that uh, – and I knew going into it, but the, the big guys is just as important as anyone on the team, if not the most important piece of your team. And I'm pretty sure that every big guy connected to the program and outside the program just lifted up a turkey leg in your honor and saying, here, here, coach. Thank you for the acknowledgement. Because, um, we, and I know you're an offensive-minded guy, and I'm an old defensive-minded guy. And, and, and we know offense sell tickets, and the old adage says that defense win championships. But... Uh, without those big guys uh, blocking and protecting for you fancy skill position players, man, you can't get much done, coach. Absolutely. You can't do anything. <laughs> it, it, starts, it starts with those guys, and, and it's so unfortunate that they don't they don't get the accolades that they should get because their names are not going to be in the paper from scoring these touchdowns. But if someone that helps them get to the touchdown, their names are not going to be in the paper from stopping, uh, for stopping the touchdowns. You know, it's just – so it's so difficult, but you know, I, I, I give them praises every time we go into meetings because I know how important they are and I know how hard they work. But uh, we got some good young men coming back. I feel real excited about. We were able to bring some guys aboard that uh, no doubt in my mind is going to strengthen our defense. So I'm excited about it. Uh, it's just uh, 
just got to wait through this to get through this time right now. Absolutely. We're speaking right now with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. We're talking football and in the hopes that football will be on course to be on time come for the 2020 fall campaign. Now, with the latest news that's going out, Coach, and I know it's, it's shaky ground right now as if the season would start on time, and what some of the experts are saying that there's a remote chance that college could possibly, A, be delayed, if not even completed, and there's more possibility of NFL play. Do you have any type of contingency plan in place in the event there is no football for 2020? Oh, we're going to continue to move forward. You know, my, my first and foremost, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the academics. So I'm going to push the academics regardless of what, because I think that's giving you an opportunity to still be successful. We're going to keep the guys intact of doing the things that we do on a daily basis. Just as, you know, just the high authorities allow us to do so. Uh, the thing about moving forward with that, I, I tell you what, though, and, and I hate to come in this way, but I have to. I, I'm a man of faith. I just believe it's going to happen. You know, it's going to be God's will, whatever takes place, and I'm just going to be obedient and and move forward and within well, it. Well, why would you apologize for that statement? No, I I, I just don't want this. I don't want to come across, but that's who I am. So it's going to come out of me at some point. Well, the the old saying, "What's in a person is going to come out sooner or later." And and we have to understand and realize that you can't uh, help who you are. You just have to deal with who you are and, and everybody else adjusts accordingly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't hold that to the fire because uh, a lot of people when when you doing what you're supposed to do and if you do it anywhere effectively, you're going to rub some people the wrong way, regardless if you're a coach, if you're a radio guy, if you're a non-believer, if you're a believer. So uh, you don't have to apologize, at least on this network, you don't have to apologize for that. So as they say, we moved on because with, 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 with faith without works is dead and work without faith is dead. So they go hand in hand. So don't, don't ever, ever feel like you have to apologize about that here. Yes, sir. Okay, so once again, we're talking with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. Now, Coach, we know that part of that that Achilles heel, if you would, for the complete program would be if we had to flip a side of a coin on this three-sided coin, I would say. Offense has been on point since she stepped on to the surface at Prairie View. Defense has been teeter-totter, and I would guess for lack of a – a a better word the special teams would be what i would call suspect what and how are we addressing those areas as far as improving with the overall program well i I attack it immediately uh you know i i i see it as well i know some of the things we need to work on i i i I, like you say i I don't wait to to make a, a adjustment at the end of the season i make adjustments during the season so i knew what was uh, like you said, Achilles Hill, things that was hindering us from being where we wanted to be at. So immediately I, I went out and, and I signed some decent of guys that I know could come in and help right away. Uh, if you notice, I signed maybe nine decent of guys was uh, able to get a, a, some, a good group of young guys from right here in this area that I think going to make an immediately impact on our football team. And then not only that, I, you know, I, I met with the uh, defensive staff and making sure that uh, the detailed things is what we're looking for, what affects us in this conference to find out what can we do to get better. And then I think more than anything, I, I was able to uh, bring in a uh, young man that I think is going to be uh, excellent toward our defensive 
staff for helping out uh, as a defensive ends coach and uh, just the knowledge of the game and, and, and just the experience that he has. And then he's going to also help with the special team that's going to bring that that uh, that discipline side, that, that side that's going to, um, uh, I guess, uh, lack of better word, they're going to go down and just be dogs. They're going to understand just how important uh, special team is, which uh, the previous coach did an excellent job with what he had. So I look to take it to the next level to uh, complement the uh, offense uh, as well as, you know, all three phases. But uh, let's, let's not uh, – downplay this here. I don't think the offense is where it needs to be at just yet. We've done some great things, but just some things that we got to be able to do to uh, take control of the whole situation. So, uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying the best is yet to come. I, I You can you can hear me correctly. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all right. We're talking with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View a University Panthers here at the Mike Prince Show on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Coach, uh, you just alluded a moment ago about the discipline area uh, with everything that has gone on. Um, the the team itself had enough firepower, I would think, and you probably would think this too, going back, looking at film and breaking down everything in more detail. Uh, how much would you say discipline played a role to some of those close games between winning and losing uh, for the past season? Well, you know, uh, when you talk about uh, leading the the, the, the conference and penalties, that's the very first thing that sticks out. You would say, well, the team is not disciplined. You know, we, we use penalties as saying not disciplined. And, and, and I'm a person just believe I, what I see is what I see. And, and I go from that. I, I don't think that we, we were undisciplined. I just think at that time we didn't learn. We didn't learn how to win. We won some games, but we haven't learned how to win the close games. And I think we, we, we took steps in the right direction, and, and I critique everything. You know, we, we, we lost to uh, Alcorn in a close game, which was uh, a team that's been in the, uh, the SWAT championship uh, for the last six, seven, eight years. We lost to uh, Southern University, who uh, was in the SWAT championship the last few years in a close game. We, we lost to Jackson State in overtime. Uh, Could have gone any kind of way. So at that point right there, we, we, we can win, but we didn't know how to win when it came down to a tough situation. And I, I take it all the way down to the last game of the season. Uh, we played Alabama State. Uh, Alabama State was still in the mix of it because they were like number two in eight on, on each side. But we had a close game, and, and, and I thought we crossed that, that hurdle right then and there. That was something I was looking for to see if my team was prepared to understand just what it takes to win a close game. Now, we, did, we wasn't hitting on all cylinders that I would say, but they understood how to fight for 60 minutes. So that was real encouraging that last game uh, not to, and then to fight for a winning season. So it, it brought a, a lot of excitement to me to understand that they crossed that bridge now. Now we got to keep them on this side and we just got to move forward uh, to, to be up with the uh, teams that, that's been representing this conference for the last couple of years. Okay, so when, when you say that, that the discipline area is kind of looked at from a coach's perspective to the fans' perspective, uh, can you give me a little bit, uh, I guess, more, I guess, insight on that, for not only for me, but for those who are listening? Well, you know, you see, guys, we, 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 we had some penalties, uh, and I, I'm not one to talk about whether they was right or wrong, but we had some penalties. I'll, I'll put it in, in, in a better perspective. But, you know, you, 
we do so much to, 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 to individuals uh, when things take place. I mean, of course, uh, there are repercussions when you're doing things of that nature that hurting us. So we do understand that part. But from when you look at it from a fan perspective, and uh, we having a lot of penalties, the very first thing uh, one may say, uh, they're not disciplined. No, they're not disciplined to that aspect, but they are. I mean, you, you know, certain, certain things you can call every play. I can call holding on every play if I wanted to. If I look and, and broke down the season, I can call holding on every play. Uh, we are RPO team. We does a lot of RPO. Uh, so I can look and see where, you know what, this crew here called uh, him being four yards downfield. Or this, you know, it's just little ticky-tack things that, uh, trust me, it, 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 it stays on your mind because you want that team to understand the importance of not jumping offside, not holding not uh, traveling further than what you're supposed to. So that's why I'm very hard on them right there uh, when it comes down to that in practice. So, I mean, there's some things we need to work on. Do we need to work on discipline? Absolutely. Uh, that's not a question in mind right there because I've, I've always been a, a discipline a disciplinarian. So uh, coming back from the, the school days of teaching. So that, that's not going to be an issue. That's guaranteed. Uh, those are some things the fans can look forward to. Uh, and in their words, we're going to be a, a more disciplined team. We're going to be a better team. We're going to be a physical team. Yes, sir. Now, I, I think that from a fan's perspective, there's forgiveness when you have an offsize. That's going to happen every now and then. A hold, that's to be expected because, like you say, you can call a holding penalty on any given play out of the 180 plays that are run throughout the course of a game. But I think more of the personal foul avenue, swinging at a player, stepping on a player, or something that would lack self-control. I think that was more of the concern of the, the discipline part. And sometimes it could be at a critical time. Uh, you may have just got your defense. They've been struggling. It was third and 11, and then you get a guy to swing on a guy, and they give him 15-yard penalty. Now they got a new set of downs, and it wears and tears even further on the defense, which limits the lethal offense from getting out and closing out some games. I think that's more of uh, what the fan perspective is looking from. I think, like I said, holdings and offsides, that's part of it. But I think the personal files is what was more of a concern. Absolutely. I think that's asinine. When, when I go and look at that film on uh, that Saturday night, because sometimes I don't let it get to Sunday, when I go and watch that film that Saturday night or a Sunday, what have you, my, my, my thing is when I see that type of thing, that person is disciplined immediately. And, and when I say that, we're talking about, uh, I understand it didn't happen through the conference or whatever, but if I see something of that nature, that that doesn't uh, identify who I am, they're probably going to be suspended for a couple of games. Because I, And I know it could hurt the team because it could be a player, but at, in the long run, I'm going to help that player to understand that you got to understand the things that you can and cannot do. I mean, it, it's impossible to get that upset. You know, I come from old school football, you know, if someone done did you something, you just got to take that jersey number and get in the next play within the confines of the rule. Absolutely. You know, that, and, and you'll get a, another here, here from me on that one because that's how you do it. When you pounding that guy, and they might get a cheap shot, and, you know, if anybody's ever played this game, it's a physical game. It's some dirty things that go on, especially in the trenches. And you got to you gotta have that self-control and say, okay, I get you the next time, and, and then point up at the scoreboard 
when they eating your dust. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes, that, sir. That, that's old school. That's old school right there. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We're talking again with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. Uh, looking forward to the 2020 campaign, uh, Coach. Uh, you just had your your signing day, uh, and you've had um, a pretty good run for the 20. Was it 27 the first year and 25? The next year, and then what was it, 14 this year? Um, how challenging is it that after you get these guys signed to keep them maintained to be eligible so they can make the impact that you brought them to to be for the team? It's very, it's very challenging, but we try to go out and recruit guys that, because uh, when you take a look at our uh, institution, I mean, I think it's a very fine institution. We, 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 we value education. So we, we try to get guys that, that's already on that level. We're not trying – I know they got the, the athletes. Uh, I believe athletes are, 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 are scholars as well. So uh, we try to get the guys that already have the grades and understand that, that education is important to them. So, you know, we get those guys in with the, uh, the, the good GPAs, the high test scores, and their parents and, and them as well understand how important it is. But then we just try to make sure we use the resources that we have. You know, uh, kind of, uh, I'll say on a daily basis, my coaches want to make sure that those that their positions are going to uh, study hall, that they're turning in their work. That That is probably the first line of duty that we ask. You know, a lot of folks may think when they come to us, the very first thing we do is, is put on uh, some film. Yeah, that's very important. But the thing to me is important. Did you go to class? Uh, were you on time in class? Did you uh, participate in the class? What are the things you got out of class? Those are the things that are important to us because I feel that uh, education uh, for a young man today is priceless. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Coach, you've uh, added the new coaches, and then there's been some coaches that were added prior to this, and the, the wheel is always circling around, especially in the world of coaching. Would you do me and our listeners a, a favor and just go down the list of your current coaching staff right now and uh, what each person, you know, brings to the table as far as your staff is concerned? Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, talking about on the offensive side of the ball, I have um, Coach Mark Frederick, Frederick, who is my uh, running back coach, uh, as well as my recruiting coordinator. Um, he was here last year as well. Uh, and also I, I have Jonathan Williams, who is my quarterback coach. I have Robert Bailey, who is my wide receiver coach. I have Damian Nivens, who's one of the new coaches. He is my offensive line coach. Uh, I have a graduate assistant on this side of the ball, uh, Marcus Bradley. Uh, he also works with the tight ends as well. And, uh, I, I, of course, it's not a secret at all now. And I, I, with me being a head coach as well as the offensive coordinator on the offensive side of the ball. When I take it over on the defensive side of the ball, I have um, Coach Henry Miller, who is my defensive coordinator. Um, I have Coach uh, Todd Millerton, who is my uh, defensive tackles coach. Uh, I have Coach um, uh, Alvin Fosterman, who is my linebackers coach. I have Coach Ron Burgess, right now is presently uh, as my Nichols coach. I have Coach Vance Singletary, who is a new addition to us, who is my defensive ends coach, special team coordinator. And I have... Uh, we, we, we like to say Bubba, but Leonard McDowell, who is known as Bubba, as my uh, secondary coach. 
Who is Leonard? Man, we, don't, we don't know no Leonard. We don't know no Leonard, Coach. That's what I know. I, I, I want to say it so he can hear. But I also have, I have, also have Lee Allen Clark, who is my uh, defensive GA. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, from time to time, I say Coach Leonard. I won't say Coach Bubba. <laughs> so just uh, give us a chance. <laughs> Yeah, well, Leonard, man, we throw that Leonard out the, you know, I don't even think they sign his checks with Leonard. It's Bubba. It's going to always be oh, Bubba. <laughs> wow, so he's got that name changed. And also, for, and, and I, can't, I can't miss him. Also, I, I have uh, Nathaniel Leonard, who is my uh, strength and conditioning coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it is always uh, good to acknowledge the guys because it takes a village to raise a child and it takes it takes a unit to help the coach to shine on the, the day of game day and, you know, preparations and everything that leads up to that. Now, coach, we've had, we, we've had this conversation before coach and, and I, offensive coordinator is all in your DNA. There is no way about it. Now, what was the thing that you had to learn splitting roles as far as being the OC and the HC? What what did you have to say? Okay, I got to separate this from that. And how have you made that adjustment? Uh, I guess now in about a year and a half now since um, the 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 parting of Ted, right? Right, right. I, I thought I thought the uh, transition was good for me. I, I thought coming in my first year, uh, just being the uh, Head coach gave me an opportunity to do the things that I wanted to do and make an adjustment. Uh, but I, I kind of felt a little lonely because I, 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 I am used to calling plays as well. But uh, moving into that second year, I, I made the adjustment because I fixed my time to where I can meet with the uh, defensive coordinator, the special team coordinator. We meet as one to talk about game plans. I, I get a chance to set my meetings to where I, I can talk to the whole unit, whole offensive unit. I get a chance to sit into the uh, – defensive uh, unit meeting as well. I get a chance to set into the position meeting. So I find myself uh, with less time now to, uh, to sit around. I have more time because I'm into, I'm, I'm hands-on. So I'm going to be into every meeting that's taking place because I want to know what's going on. I want to, not that it's not a trust factor. I, I like to know what's going on and, and it helps and it benefits me. So I've been able to, to spread myself abroad with all the uh different uh, assignments that I have, and I think it worked out well for me. Okay, and, and with that being said, I know you're on record for saying that you want to be basketball on the football field, which means you're going to be high, accelerated, always moving. But in the terminology using basketball as our point of reference, uh, what about sometimes having a half-court game? Because when you, you get the lead and sometimes you get in and out and it's not aiding – the defensive side of things, which is at this point we know need as much help as you could, and by extending that play, uh, you know, a little bit longer time-wise, is that part of potentially uh, moving down the road on adjustment during game times? Oh yeah, we have that a part of it uh, of our game plan. Of course, we do have that type of offense that we can we can slow it down at, at, at any cost. I'll, I'll tell you this right here. Uh, just my philosophy. I, I think to get guys to, to do what you want them to do, you got to do it often. So right now they understand. They understand, and I call it I call it uh, race horse. They understand the race horse philosophy. Now is that time where the race horse philosophy understands too that I have the, the, the check with me philosophy, whereas it's not as fast. 
we dictate not to when we want to do it. And, and I, I don't like to call milking the clock because every time I touch the football, I feel I want to score. So I don't believe in just milking the clock, but I do understand how to take the clock off, uh, uh, to take the time off the clock. So I think it's within that we had opportunity to do it. Uh, some not as much because we didn't have some of the leads that we wanted to have, but uh, all that has been part of the uh, offensive plan because I don't think you can be a good team if the offense, defense, and special teams don't complement one another. Right, right, right. That's the whole, that's the totality of team. Everybody carrying in in this case a football, their third. I guess if you could break a football team down, I wouldn't say thirds because we always focus on uh, offense, defense, special teams. But if we add the preparation from the coaching point in it, so that would be a quarter. Everybody is worth their twenty five percent and bringing together the complete. Uh, game day uh, experience as you would want to be on the other side of the victory and when you when you look at that has there been anything that from each category that you say that we need to tighten this part up to make sure that we're carrying our weight to ensure success in the future and you know what I like the way you put that uh, I, I'm a person that learn every day I like that uh, to, to carry your fort you know of course, the coaching staff is a big part of that because you got to have a great game plan and the kids have to believe in it. But I do like that. Uh, the thing that I, I, I think that uh, we're able to do now is to get more depth. You know, a lot of times uh, it's, it's never going to be said, but uh, within special team, and I believe in playing my top guys on special teams because I, I think you got to have the top guys out there. But when you, you get some injuries and, and they don't get back, that can affect the things that you want to do. So it's just right now, I think we, I know we needed to build more depth in a, in a lot of areas. I, I, I know that we've done that. So um, moving forward, there, there are some good things to be expected. We're talking again with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. Of course, I'm Mike Prince with the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Now, Coach, uh, we're going to go to the land of make-believe right now. And with that, I'm saying... Um, I've had these visions of gumdrops dancing in my head that we dissolve the East and we dissolve the West and you make it one conference. And I'm picturing a playoff theme set up. You have the top six teams in the conference with one and two having a bye and three would host six and four would host five. In a first round of the playoff, and then the second round would be, uh, you know, at the respected one and twos, and whoever the last team standing there, you play a swag championship game at whoever the higher seed field is. When you hear that, a do you like that, and b what are the chances you think that would ever happen? Tell you what, let me say this here: <laughs> I wish that would have happened. Uh, my first two years would have been in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, and that it, that it gave us new life. That's just like uh, having a, the, the basketball tournament. You can win the regular season, but then it comes down to that tournament whether you're going to represent in that NCAA. But I tell you what, if that would have taken place, that would have, uh, and, and, and we were strong in the in the end, which you got to be strong throughout the whole year. But these, uh, as, as in the first two years, uh, we always won our last two to three ball games, and that would have been bringing us right into where we need to be. We finished second on the west side. I tell you what would have happened. We would have been in that playoff, and uh, 
it's all open from right there. That's right. I like that format because it's been the last few years been great. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I, you know, I, I, I love what uh, Charles is doing, and I think whatever he does is gonna be great decision. But. Uh, you might want to call him and run it by him. <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, and and now of course you would have to fine tune a couple of things, and it might adjust people as far as uh, guarantee games. But if the Power Five have their way, uh, those guarantee games that we once upon a time knew are going to be gone anyway. So uh, you, you might as well go back to the drawing board and revamp some things. Right. Right. I see. Yeah. Okay, well, the, the, the good thing about it, you know, when, when, when we have our games and we have some uh, good matchups, we, we get the fan base out there. There's no question about that. You know, the uh, HBCU's been le- leaving in attendance for the uh, last seven, eight years, if not even longer. No, know? 40, so, the last 42 well, out of 43 years. I, I didn't want to say that because it dates how old I am, so I was just trying to be modest. And how, look, that how, old, how old we are, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But so, I, I, wow, you, you, you put something on my mind, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fish. I'm going to just let it stay out there and, and maybe somebody will catch it. Okay, okay, I understand that. Look, I'll I'll tuck that one in to come back to moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I, I just think that um, it, now is the time I think we need to really be thinking creatively and uh, outside the box and, and just doing things that we have never done before because guess what, Coach? Uh, when this thing does reconvene, we're going to be doing things that we've never done before. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I can tell you this here. I, I'm so confident in uh, the way, uh, and that's not something for me to critique, but just looking from the outside in and being in this conference for such a long time, I am so confident in what uh, Charles is doing in, 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 with our conference that there's no question that we <laughs> we will be uh, the top conference in all of FCS. No it's doubt. No, no doubt about it. And uh, it's just it's just, you know, I have time to think sometimes some I have my senior moments, if you would, where you'd be like, you know what? This wouldn't be a bad look. At least kick the can down the road to see how things are going. And it, like I said, just thinking outside the box of, of what it could be. Now, here's here's what I'm going to ask you, coach. And uh, once again, we're in the land of make believe and fantasy since we got Corona time. Um, when I call out the said institution, I want the first word that comes to mind as far as opponent goes. Uh, so I'll start with Grambling State. History. Southern University. Fan base. Texas Southern. Ah. Uh. That's a good one right there. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'll say I'll say this too. When you say Texas Southern athletes, okay, um, Mississippi Valley. The the, the best uh, wide receiver quarterback tandem in, in the history of the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Okay, Trotten and Rice. There you go. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like a good meal, doesn't? Trotten and Rice to go, please. Um, yes. Pine Bluff. I, I would say dangerous. Okay. 
all corn. Well, you know, <laughs> the, the, the reservation have history as well. When you talk about the reservation, they got history because it comes back to Isaac Hope. You know, back in those days, I almost dated myself, but yeah, I was, I, I would say, uh, I would say history as well. Okay. Jackson State. Tradition. Alabama State. Uh, talent. Alabama A&M. You know, it's, it's like a a secret. You know, you 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 you. Because I, the thing is, I, I played them, but not as much. But the 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 secret they they've been consistent. Okay. Okay. And last but not least, Prairie View A&M University. Hidden gem. Hidden gem. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And uh, as they say, good answers, good answers, good answers. We're talking again with Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers here at the Mike Prince Show on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Now, Coach, I've got to ask this question, man, and uh, we come on every day, and I know I get, and I'm not even exaggerating, 20 inquiries a week. What is it going to take for us to have Coach Dooley on the show? And I present that question to you. As I say, as a weekly coaches show. So I present that again to you, sir, and, and, and answer the people for me. I, I will. Let me tell you something. I'm a... Um I'm a, I'm a person that tries to be available at all costs. Uh, so I, I have no issue with that at all. Uh, I, I guess on last year, we tried to uh, uh, do some things on a, on a Monday. It didn't come to uh, fruition, but uh, whatever it, it, it may take or whatever, uh, you're a man of God. I'm a man of God. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> spiritually, we should connect automatically. Uh, so I have no problem with it. You and I can and sit down and uh, you know what? What 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 better time is now? Just make it happen. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah to that one, brother. You know, some things happen, I believe, for divine intervention, and why not? As I say, take advantage of the opportunity. And so, as I've always uh, let it be known. We have an open door here at the open mic, um, and I think that we've been consistent enough to, to show that in season and out of season, and that will never change, sir, because um, I represent, uh, well, I try to support everything that's connected to me and the, the personal gain that I've had as a man, the personal gain I've had as an athlete connected to Prairie View and the Southwestern Athletic Conference, I feel obligated to make sure that I make myself available to continue to tell our stories. And that will never change, sir. And I need you to know that uh, from, from man to man, from my mouth to your ears. I, I want you to say this. I want you to know this as well. Uh, uh, just how openly, I don't, I don't I don't talk a lot. I'm a quiet person, but uh, I, I think very approachable. But I, I do appreciate you because I think, you know, um, to get the real story, we got to tell our own story. And and I appreciate you always uh, representing Caribbean University. I mean, that, that's, that, to me, when, when I talk to players, when I talk to individuals, that's what pride is. You know, people want to always 
put a definition and, and go to the Webster Dictionary and find out what pride is. Sometimes you got to look at individuals to find out what pride is. You got to look at the way they carry themselves, the way they walk, the things that they do. That's what pride is. And, and just from your passion, when I, I speak with you, I, I know that you love Purdue and University. So I, I have no issue with that. I, I appreciate you, whether I ever said it or not. But, uh, no, I have no issue. Uh, let's just make it happen. Amen on that, sir, and hallelujah. Before we get out of here, Coach, um, the NCAA, they always moving, and they never stop. And uh, a lot of people have been disenfranchised with everything that is going on. Um, it's almost time. I know the attendance has come out. The financial books has come out. And then they're going to be having, um, I guess, the institutional grading systems. Are we going to be okay when this one comes out? Uh, as far as I know, it's going to be a disadvantage right now to say what's going to take place because, in, in my opinion, it's all going to have to be uh, a blanket. You know, when you when you take into consideration, uh, individuals just don't have the uh, – my team is we're going to do what we have to do to, uh, to make sure we put the grades in. But it's just so unfortunate because, you know, when you look at this whole thing, uh, what, what if I, I, I stay in uh, a remote area where I can't get Wi-Fi, I can't get online to, to do assignments? What if I, I, I don't have a laptop? What if I just only have a cellular device and that's the only way that I can do my assignment? It's just right now. Uh, but I, you know what? I'm not a negative person. Yes, we will. Okay, very good. Very good. Well, Coach, I want to thank you very much, man, for making yourself available in this exclusive interview. I uh, want to give you some closing thoughts and comments at the time. And the floor is now yours, sir. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like to take this time to uh, to all the, uh, the listening audience just to, you know, this, this is a tough time. But, you know, just from the word, uh, this too shall pass, uh, you know, I, I, I look at it as a, a spiritual awakening, you know, it, it's doing some things that, that of course, is not uh, common in what's going on today, but I, I just hope, hopefully, uh, by coming on uh, on a Mike Prince show today, uh, you know, it lifts someone's spirit, and you know, that it, it is a little light at the end of that tunnel. I, I know we're going through uh, trying times, but... Uh, I, 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 I serve someone that I know that it's going to be okay. So I um, uh, just wanted to uh, lift up some individuals, uh, talk a little sports, uh, just let you know how the team is doing. Because uh, I know you're concerned. I know you're concerned about different things. But uh, just continue to pray. And uh, God bless everyone. Amen, sir. Thank you. Very well said. And uh, we're going to make sure that the lines stay open, unclogged, that come hell or high water. We're going to trust in God and we're going to trust the process and we're going to keep in communication with each other. Is that all right? 
Absolutely. All right, Coach Eric Dooley of the Prairie View A&M University Panthers, our special guest on today's show. Want to remind you guys that you can follow us on our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And of course, our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. My time has far been spent. I must exit stage left. And until the next time, you guys be blessed. And we'll see you on the other side. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 